to say and shalom everybody out there in dreamland i am the beyond top secret texan join me on my podcast the beyond top secret texan podcast where i explore the outer limits of human abilities top secret military technologies the reality of extraterrestrial Secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for joining me on another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am your host, the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it's my privilege to be doing so. Thank you all very much. Each and every one of you out there in Dreamland, you're the greatest audience a man can ask for. You guys are amazing and great. Thank you all very much for your support and your, uh, you know, future support as well. You know, in, in advance, thank you all for for taking this ride with me. You know, if this is your first time listening. Uh, that's incredible, you know, obviously welcome aboard with open arms, you know, make yourself at home with the community on Instagram, Telegram, social media, Twitter, whatever your preference is, I probably am there, um, you know, if you guys uh, want to follow me, because if this is, you know, your first time, if not, you have already known and heard about Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. That is the one link you need to know. Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. And it'll bring you right to the basically Rolodex of all my different sites, platforms, and services from the merch store to the videos on TikTok to the podcasts on Spotify. Everything is there. My Instagram account, you know, everything can be found and, and, and searched up there. It's a good place to start, right? It's a good place to start if you're going to start anywhere. But absolutely, thank you very much for check, uh, for subscribing to the apps to the actual podcast itself through Anchor and Anchor FM. You know, this is an exclusive episode, and this is an episode about the Texas Civil War of the future. It's a very serious subject. I'm not saying it to try to saber rattle my own. You know, paramilitary or aggressions or culture or try to blend in with any kind of South World Rise Again, you know, lunatics and and other types of well-deservedly, you know, doomed sheeples. Nor am I some kind of, you know, um, anti-American by default, radical, you know, anarchist 
uh, hater of all things societal and people and social and all that. No, I'm not saying it for that. I am saying it that there will be a future civil war in Texas because I simply am an expert on these subjects when it comes to the destabilization and uh, attempted conquests, attempted coups, coup d'etats, by powers that operate clandestinely within systems frameworks to position themselves as authoritarian dictators or um, power mongers, exploiters of systems and um, enslavers of, my, of man you know and so basically I say it with all seriousness to keep the collars off our necks to keep the leashes and the lashes off our backs and to keep Texas belonging to Texans, indigenous, aboriginal, native Texans, for it is truly a matter of birthright being defended from foreign invaders. Now, the previous episode, the part one of Texas Civil War, was the identifying in the identification process of the major potential enemy forces seeking to dominate, displace, and eventually acculturate, annihilate, and then assimilate the domestic Texas culture and population, which is roughly and approximately conservatively estimated at 25 million people but is probably more realistically around 30 million with as many fluid and non-registered you know, dual citizens and immigrants, etc. 30 million. Putting it well into the most populated states uh, category. You know, it's um, just like California. It's just like New York State. In terms of complexities, in terms of labyrinthian political structures and communities and the established coexistence of cultures in the modern, modern world in a cosmopolitan framework as well as an economic powerhouse, as well as a marriage between all things modern and forward future-facing with all things traditional and you know, roots in the past, basically. And and Jax's absolutely a momentary existence of a now, a great existential hopeful now. <clears throat> as Babylonian as anything in America, and this goes into that realm of needing to reform and to rehabilitate a once great nation for not is is not a state in terms of how other people think of territories being frontiered and colonized and then um eventually becoming a part of the infrastructure of the United States of America it you know chose to be annexed and you know voted itself into the United States with the option of always leaving it and was the republic of Texas an independent nation that existed in North America 
before its assimilation into the greater United States federal system. And it needs to always be understood as not only operating both in the legal framework of a state, but also the spiritual and cultural framework, or at least, you know, mindset of a nation of people as, a, as its own distinct nationality and tribe. Now, this is important, and I'll get to the enemies in a second, but this is important to remember that we are a national identity, we are a cultural identity, that we are an aboriginal identity, an indigenous identity in North America as valid as any Native American tribe like the Navajo or the Apache, you know, or the Sioux, the Sioux Nation, for example, and we have the right to, and the obligations to seek out the same legal discourse and positioning as Native American tribes do, First Nations people do, towards Western governments, whether they be um, South American or North American tribes, seeking legal representation with indigenous claims and authorities to natural you know, environments and coastlines due to traditional lifestyles, not violable or it's it's indigenous and inalienable to existence, you know, it's a right of First Nations people. We need to start thinking in terms of that. And thinking in terms of the European independence movements and even the African independence movements after colonialism. Because what we've endured and experienced was not a state system traditionally speaking, like an East Coast colony turning into a state, where the culture of America is representative of their culture equally and, you know, respectfully, we have become in many ways an attempt at second-class citizenry and segregation as well as um, cultural... um, victims of cultural favoritism uh, in terms of California or New York State... Um, other members of the union in terms of identity, you know, national identity, whereas that's completely fitting the definition of colonialism and colonial um, racial apartheid, or this term, a cultural apartheid, specifically because there is a apartheid against the West or to the rural aspects of America, with what Texas both represents, as well as Texas' own unique identifying um, statehood culture, the nationality, which they don't want to say it's nationality, they say it's state pride, you know, the idea of Texas being uniquely and amazingly romantically Texas, right? Just like Alaska, I mean, both Alaska and Texas have independence movies, movements, just like Hawaii, these, there are states that are analogous to Texas. California is one of them. Uh, Maine is another with the, with the connection of New England, with their environment being um, Cascadia is another in Pacific Northwest, uh, Florida, where the existence there is unique and incredibly bountiful and rich and, and amazing. Like Hawaii, like being a native Hawaiian, but the federal government system of Washington, D.C. and corporatized uh, bureaucratic systems of management that work, say, for example, in 
small towns to large town bureaucracies, like large city bureaucracies, across 50 states because it has no, um, you know, respect towards cultures or identifiers or uniqueness. Um, that kind of behavior is colonialism. And while it might not seem like it on paper, the 50 United States of the United States of America, you know, are disproportionately colonized and their cultures being scrubbed slowly, so slowly that the erosion is considered um, too drastic or to, you know, to, to cause a shock. But over generations, a type of forced corporate culture called America is being taught at the cost of traditional cultures that's exactly seen in Native American um, life, you know, Native American reservations, Native American societies and their tribes as they are slowly destroyed through disrespect and through neglect of any kind of official education about their culture or representation inside cinema, art, or, you know, even, even, uh, academic scholarly approaches, no, no real recognition or respect. They become, in essence, a colonized and third-class citizen. And that's exactly the future of Texas if we don't stop. So this, these are the many reasons why the cultural civil war will take place. It'll be a cultural one as well as a physical war because there is physical safety and security at stake here. Texas being physically invaded by a hostile, violent, foreign, occupying army. These things are real. So the Civil War is in many, many aspects. But yes, going back into identifying the three main antagonistic forces for clarity's sake. And then this episode is going to be in identifying solutions and exploring options, you know, within the hour to, to better understand, to better combat, and to better train the future, educate the future generations and how they should, you know, how they would best, at least my advice, you know, how I would influence, hopefully, future generations to pursue these, um, political goals and ends. Now, I would not call this a revolution or a revolutionary end. I would call it, in fact, a preserv a preserv preservation preserv a preserv preservative action to conserve and secure the traditional lands and rights and respects that a people deserve. Regardless of blood, but based on legacy and traditional occupation and existence and betterment and improvement of an area. 
right? Regardless of this idea that Native Americans have to be recognized based on blood, right? We are Native Texans. It's a mixture race, but it's about cultural traditions and generations of people being here, being usurped and displaced by outsiders, foreign invaders. The the, the, the first foreign invader, the most obvious, is the international business corporation and company that is operating as rogue stateless entities or as non-government organizations, NGOs, that operate through with loopholes, that operate for governments, but with loopholes presented to private individuals or corporations and companies to diminish the profits and the benefit of local Texans and instead exploit them for the profits of foreign companies that operate as proxies to foreign governments. Case in point, Saudi Arabian-owned chemical or petro oil, uh, petrochemical, you know, refineries, basically, that operate on Texas's Gulf Shore, um, you know, all across the Gulf of Mexico. They do that in conjunction with the United Kingdom and the Anglo-owned British Petroleum. Um, company, as well as Shell, for example. We are, yes, a central hub for international fuel shipping when it comes to overseas routes, as well as aluminum. All these raw resources, right? Just, just, you name it. Texas is mineral-rich, or at least a well-accommodated harbor and port area with rail and distribution and everything major major ports on the Gulf uh, Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf Shores but these businesses besides who they employ and what benefits they give to the city what kickbacks they give overwhelmingly keep the profits in terms of billions for themselves pipelining it to foreign Investors and business moguls, Texas has made OPEC richer and wealthier and more powerful than it has any Texas company or corporation. Ironically, the same criticism that's held against Texas or American companies, the Texas company Halliburton. For example, for its actions in Iraq or Afghanistan or in the Middle East and other places that include basically pirate industrialization, the creation of refineries, pipelines, uh, oil rigs, um, you know, drilling stations for natural resources, basically providing a country jobs and the infrastructure that allow them to better steal and exploit the natural resources, including people, of a undeveloped area. Yes, they are training locals 
how to operate their refineries, providing grants for the local colleges and education um, centers, trade schools for the laborers, etc. But who is bearing the burden of the physical labor for pennies on the dollar when it compares to the actual um, profits that are being reaped for office attendants, executives, and CEOs, you know, major engineers that only design these things through computers, while real men, locals, uh, second-class citizens, etc., are paid, yes, yearly wages and salaries at the, at the tune of thousands of new additional jobs. But overall, the billions and trillions of dollars that those refineries and industrialized centers like oil rigs, etc., that are generating, do so completely free of any risk. And you're letting them, you're, you're letting them rob your homeland because they provided you the education and the salary to slave away at their refineries, at their capital institutions. You merely become another part of their property they, um, you know, do not have any incentive to providing, you know, any kind of safety or benefit, you know, plan or anything that you would imagine that they would provide their own homeland, their own countrymen, which is why they're outsourcing the labor to foreigners. Um, case in point, we have a Chinese company, TEPCO, T-P-C-C-O creating lead and aluminum piping on our bayfront and they are already being criticized for causing pollution in local communities uh, violating safety standards not uh, achieving the obligate the promises of labor local labor that they would hire or help uh, you know employ keep security point because they are a baron robber company just like in the 1920s where they come into a local area, ravish the environment, ravish the local economy with false promises to an ignorant and a rather underclass, second-class population, typically of minorities within a larger framework. Texas is a minority to the federal framework. And as long as all the suits are getting paid, the people will pay the price. Because the city councils get briberies, the, the, to give them the permits for construction. It goes all the way up to state level in terms of kickbacks and even a national level in terms of supervision of these contracts with foreign nationals. Um, we're talking in terms of trillions of dollars over long, uh, the longevity of it. They absolutely know this is intentional. The federal government is in hand in helping them, and so is the state government. So all the foreign direct investors are foreign direct invaders. Now, the state is complicit with the second group, the internalized group of in foreign invaders, the national American side of things of Freemasons, business interests, people who have no loyalty towards Texas as a state or Texans as a people, but rather their clandestine organization that operates as a mafia, a illegal, discreet insider trading network 
immune to persecution or laws and enforced secrecy amongst its own members, especially in terms of the activities or proclivities of other members within that organization, with the focus of its existence being the subtle yes under the table and undeclared uh, insider trading network of kickbacks and, and pro- insider promotions and nepotism, etc. But based on a social level that extends now to an international level because that's exactly what it is. The Freemason or fa- Freemasons are operating as an international mafia with loyalties to their organization first to their own pursuits within that organization second, their own loyalties and, you know, um, supervisors, etc. within that organization, which are human beings and not state-level systems. Always, uh, you know, terrible sign about corruption, etc. No different than a mafia boss or, or a mafia family that has more loyalty towards their own family than they do the laws or well-being of strangers or a nation or a state. This is, of course, shrouded in the occultism and false fraternal charity that Freemasons publicize, and thus they are able to operate and recruit new membership within communities based on the perks of this international mafia, the benefits, the fringe benefits of this international mafia, and have thus recruited most of the aristocracy and most of the business elite, as well as land-owning nobility, uh, you know, upper classes and lower classes, working classes throughout Texas. It is in fact estimated that there are 140,000 active duty Masons operating within Texas across the many different cities, towns, and across the state and fulfilling, you know, every occupation probably imaginable and every industry probably imaginable. This is the domestic invader, right? Yeah, the foreign direct invader. This is the domestic direct invader. This is also coupled with the billionaire class, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk types, and the other billionaires who have American citizenship, who are pursuing, quote-unquote, the American dream, and doing so at the expense of hundreds of thousands of acres of Texas land, which was, yes, privately owned, which needed to be reformed itself, but now it's sold in the property of people like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk for them to fulfill their business interests, given the fact that they are good within the Freemasons, etc. And this doesn't help Texans, but it's being sold to us as our... Democratic choice as our state choice, as our choice as a people, robbing us of our choice and then telling us it was our choice is despicable. And that's how you know they're your enemy. And the third enemy is the Texans in Texas future is the foreign direct invader, the drug cartels, the mercenary pirate forces of the Mexican cartels, heavily armed heavily financed, highly financed to the tune of billions of dollars and operated without a shred of 
recourse to the law or respect for human dignity, human rights, or human value. Uh, they are a terrorist organization, every single one of them. And yes, they are ones that are worse than others, but they are, without a doubt, a pirate force who are enemies of all men and all nations. And having declared so through their initiation rites involving cannibalism, murder, torture, kidnapping, killing of children, women, elderly, innocents, displaying and uh, destruction of human bodies, specifically for acts of terrorism, dealing of mass amounts of drugs and social evils like human trafficking, sex trafficking, etc., you know, illegal immigration uh, facilitation, everything that you can consider evil is the trade of the drug cartel. Not just drugs, right? And they are invading us through our southern border, attacking our towns, attacking government, United States government uh, liaison offices in Mexico, police stations in Mexico. They are already attacking. See, in, in Mexico, where they are local to, where they are native, they are already attacking and taking over towns through subversion, through assassination, through the corruption of the political system, the, the intimidation of the local population, as well as the corruption of local political figures. They are attacking uh, military convoys. They are attacking independent companies or private nationalized companies like uh, Pan Mexico or Panmex with the, uh, the oil. Uh, they are they are absolutely resorting more towards land piracy and total anarchy, acting as apolitical terrorists, but terrorists nonetheless, where they are more likely to kill someone who works for the government simply because they work for the government on site than they are to actually um, you know coexist. And that's and, and it's not the same relationship as criminal organizations within society, which seeks to hide, which seeks to run in total secrecy. They operate with total freedom, with total uh, immunity, wearing uniforms, uh, you know, uh, brandishing their their heavy weaponry, uh, you know, brandishing their drug trade, their lifestyles, etc. And in order to recruit, because. The Mexican federal system has failed in preventing this uh, insurrection, you know, at every level. The state of Texas is directly bordering them. This is the same exact situation as if you were a nation in the Middle East, and a nation in the Middle East is housing ISIS... And ISIS is running with immunity, attacking and destroying local and civil, you know, forces and authorities and ruling like a de facto dictatorship, dictatorship without it, with immunity, right? Down your course. And you're a nation bordering it. Say you're Syria or, you know, Jordan or Lebanon. If you are so naive to think that this does not involve you or it is not directly going to pour and surge over your border within the next few months, if not years, and results in actual confrontation clashes and maybe even, you know, the loss of territory, let alone the massive loss of life, as well as loss of quality of life as checkpoints, military occupation forces, etc. start 
pouring into our nation from our allies, the United States government, as they protect their borders. This is already the case with reported RPGs, uh, heavy caliber machine guns, uh, and the use of the Mexican Marines and Air Forces on the South Texas border to attack and destroy urban, um, uh, urbanly operating um, truck cartels and cities. This, these were city fights that were happening in the modern day over the last decade in a war that's cost almost um, 500,000 lives in the last 10 years. So, that is your foreign direct invader, right? So these are the absolute enemies on the horizon ready to strip the very lives away from the people of Texas, let alone take their property, take their inheritance, take their futures from them at total cost of their own. You get nothing, we take everything, and then ship it away to their masters abroad, right? question obviously is now what should we do with it how do we handle it how do we solve it very such very tricky situation very dangerous situation for any hero or any kind of heroic people not one man can do it but a people alone nothing can stop them if a people has itself to trust and rely on nothing is impossible nothing at all is impossible as long as you have faith in the community to back you up and support you. Look at Cuba and how it kicked out the United States government influence, how it kicked out the Italian mafia, and how it kicked out the other forces of a Western occupation that were preying and, and, and treating Cuba exactly like they're treating the United States right now. Look at the people of Venezuela and how they prevented the nation from being a Yankee colony any further into the 21st century due to the national identity and pride and support that they shared with each other. Think of Costa Rica and then think of the many European identity movements and independence movements. And think of the many African independence movements. What I'm saying is not 100% legal. It's not romantic. It's not meant to be. In fact, this actually may cost me my freedom at one point in the future if I continue to pursue this as things get more serious and more real. But it's something I'm willing to sacrifice my life for. Rather, I prefer to live my life in accomplishment of, in victory of, and independence for Texan people. But I've just described the enemies as if though I am standing against the world. It's against hell itself. With all the money it can print, with all the political power and social influence 
it can buy. But with all the violence and terror that hell can vomit forth. But I tell you now, the best way to win against evil in all its forms is through perfection of goodness. Only through acts of civil disobedience can we make our voices heard, but only through absolute pacifism and absolute pursuits of peace can we survive our own people's persecutions, can survive the many dangers of operating as an underdog, operating from zero, and gaining the reputation amongst the myriad of different tribal identities, forces, and localities that we need to ever have a chance. Like I said, it's not a revolutionary movement. It's not a revolutionary act. It's a conservatory act. It's an act to try to reignite. Reignite the flame of freedom, the identities of Texans, and the identity of the greatness that Texas has to offer. That reality needs to be Remembered to be recaptured, to be returned to everybody. When it comes down to it, this is not going to be overnight, nor is it going to be one and done. No one great movement or moment, but a gradual awareness and legitimization of our political needs and desires and our social needs and desires as an independently minded but collaborative collection of Texan natives. The challenge the ever the, basically the ever extortionist the ever increasing extortion from the foreign direct investors at the loss in every single parameter measured to the native and local Texan. That has to be done politically. That has to be done socially. That has to be done on a popular front. It has to be done with activism. That it has to be done with ingenuity with invention, much like Greenpeace, much like the, the shutdown of the pipelines, the Keystone Pipeline, that is only operational once we get the power of the people. But the people have to then understand that it's not merely to shut these things down, but to nationalize them. And to nationalize them to get the foreign direct investors to return what is rightfully ours. We would need domestic, legal, political, economic representation and respect 
which is formerly been controlled, which is currently being controlled by the Freemasons, and in this situation, is getting currently given to the foreign direct invaders, as the legitimate baron or robber barons, as legitimate vultures for our state. We cannot ever enter their realm in their world and hope to change it from the inside. It's too monolithic. It's too occult. But we need to educate our members that their power of diploma and degree in the academic world, in the university world, can be countered with our own papers, our own power of the pen, our own education system. It can use, we can, sorry, we can use their institutions, their own framework against them, their own arena of the legal system against them. We can do this and expose them simultaneously, educating more of our own people to the realities of who our judges really are, who our attorney generals really are, who our city councilmen really are. Who are our economic leaders in the chambers of commerce really are? We can wear their suits. We can go to their courtrooms. We can successfully argue cases to their judges. We can create airtight arguments. We can win court cases. And in situations where we try and are stopped or defeated... We can reinitiate a new attack. We can change the laws that prevented us from achieving victory or allowed them to achieve victory. This is the longest front. This is the longest campaign in the multiple fronts. Is the enemy from within. But the enemy of within has a very powerful dark arts that have helped create the very nation that has given it power to steal from us. But using our own education to return our own power to us with words and with legalese, with contracts, with frameworks, with charters on human rights, with the momentum of the green movement we could leverage what has always been the people of Texas greatest gift that a God himself Jehovah has given us the very environment and land and using a type of Aikido logically and, and intellectual Aikido even the underdog can achieve victory against the Goliath of the state 
For in each one of us lays the inalienable human rights that these companies and corporations lack. And though the Freemasons may try to cheat and create the board against us, you know, like, you know, set up the board against us, we can beat them at their very game by claiming the statuses which they have created to help save their souls and their own humanity. It has been done before. The Freemasons in Europe have been contested and battled in many states. Exposure is their enemies. When you expose their knowledge, when you expose their teachings, when you expose their rituals, when you expose their membership, every single thing that the Freemasons promise becomes invalid and the whole structure falls apart. It is only adhered by secrecy and this is our legal weapon against it. Truth and knowledge in the public domain is a human right. It's inalienable human right to be able to research and learn the truth. The foreign pirate army of the drug cartels will be the most violent of the fronts in the campaign, but hopefully the shortest. And while it may be never truly finished, the ultimate defense of a southern border in a military fashion, the creation of a real modern Texas military that operates independently with its own funding, its own budget, and its own manufacturing capabilities as any proper independent military's nation would or any independent nation's military would think African nations, think South American nations like Venezuela, think Cuba can only happen once the first two Situations are brought to a greater control. Once the profits that are currently being stolen by foreign direct investors are returned to the state of Texas for dispersal amongst its citizens, then though they have a greater allowance to purchase the weaponry, to purchase the time to train, as well as given a greater motivation to defend and fight for the very state they call home that is rewarding them for this defense much more handsomely than even service in a federal professional military in the United States Army or the United States Navy would, rather supporting the Texas State Guard, Texas State Army, Texas State Navy, which is a permissible, permissible 
under the current constitution, especially amongst First Nation people, and especially amongst states that are being invaded. Very clear wording on that, invaded. And as mentioned before, we are already currently in a state of invasion as these drug cartels operate with immunity and impunity across both sides of the border, assassinating each other and their enemies in Texas as well as in Mexico, moving drugs through Texas as well as Mexico, and operating in our wilderness areas, setting up camps, training, and performing their illicit activities right within the very border of Texas. This would require across state patrols, the investment of an air force with drones, surveillance capabilities, electronic warfare uh, fronts and, and investments, direct military training of foot soldiers, support staff, as well as specialists, investigators, merging and hybridizing the border patrol with a standing state militia and guard meant for open conflict and with drug cartels as invaders and seeing them not as criminals but as invaders and as terrorists but also with deep connection with the federal government and the United States Armed Forces and the Pentagon the Homeland Security not creating a military to go against other Americans but to create our own military to stand with the United States military to allow them to train our staff as well as deploy in their conflicts. Not creating treaties with hostile foreign powers like Russia in the way that the Venezuela or Cuba did, but ensuring that our troops are trained according to our needs and deployed along Alberta, not sold piecemeal to fight foreign wars and the global war on terror or as mercenaries in these foreign direct investors game. We're not going to establish a military to have it protect British Petroleum's refineries and oil rigs. We're not going to invent a militia and train it to be a first-class Irregular, asymmetrical, you know, locally specialized force to defend against the ever-increasing threat of these hyper-violent terrorist organizations of human traffickers that are invading our southern border daily so that they can play border patrol for the greater part of the United States government but ra or replace the border patrol provided by the United States government, we're not going to try to replace them. We're trying to fill a substantial role which is addressing the reality that drug cartels are invading terrorist armies and that Texas has a right to legitimately arm itself with modern 21st century capable technologies and not rely on obsolete weaponry, underpowered equipment or civilian market equipment that is, you know, 
being prevented from purchasing it on an opens weapon, you know, as a state level system, being able to buy even maybe European military technology or any other type of competing military technology, regardless of the contractual uh, obligations of the Pentagon. See, I don't want the Pentagon directing our defense budget and telling us how to spend our money when they can't account for $3 trillion plus and are famous for losing money in failed and canceled development programs with domestic companies. I want to be able to buy the superior weapons at the best prices to compete with the illegal mercenary terrorist groups of the drug cartels matching lethality, matching force for force, and being able to even maybe pursue operations with the cooperation of the Mexican government on their soil to capture and bring to justice the leadership of the drug cartels themselves. I want to be able to operate a completely autonomous navy whose priority is to work in cooperation with the Coast Guard, but with more lethal capacity in case drug cartels are encountered in various, say, brown water, shallow water, or internal waterways where these areas are vulnerable given to their isolation, etc. So basically, the money being returned to the state of Texas from the nationalization, quote-unquote nationalization, the, the state nationalization of these foreign direct infrastructure projects and exploitative natural resource projects as it's returned to a greater and more complete extent back to Texas, the profits staying in Texas to help out the Texas citizen and the Texas, you know, taxpayer provide for the security of their own southern border just like Israel provides for their security of their border. Just like uh, you know, Venezuela provides the securities of their border with Colombia. Just in that have to rely on the approval of politicians that are more interested in their contracts with military industrial providers of the West or of European descent or European affiliation, while our country suffers, while our country is ravaged or attacked daily, just because it's on the outskirts, we need to be able to be superior than those wild and lawless African nations. We need to be superior than those Southeast nations who, once the Western colonialists leave, the wolves and the jackals are sent in specifically to cause chaos and to cause terror and to cause pain and suffering and misery and death as punishments for refusing internationalist and globalist affairs. Those are the three steps in how they need to be done. Peacefully, legally, democratically, and then ever increasingly, not radically, but more professionally, more educatedly, organizing and creating a real 21st century level 
independent people that operate with respect, with dignity, and with attention to law and order and peace and prosperity, ultimately for the returning of dignity, value, and respect to the multi-generational native Texan citizen in an ever-increasingly neoliberal, postmodern, chaotic, lawless, Wild West dystopia. And we are not beholden to masters thousands of miles away in Washington, D.C. to tell us when to defend our homes. That we are not the employees of foreign companies that operate behind cubicles and skyscrapers in the Middle East and in China so that we do all the labor and they get all the profits. That's both anti-American and anti-Texan by value. And that they ravage our environment and we take all the risk and all the cost and they get all the glory and they get all the national pride and prestige and, and profit. Foolish. Because the only people allowing that, the only people who sign those contracts, the only people who approve that are internal domestic traitors. And as we start to stop, as we start to active, activate against the foreign domestic invader, the momentum it creates will help destroy from our own positions of light and pacifism and peace and education and illumination those that operate in secrecy and in darkness who attempt to be the occult Gnostic masters on a globalist internationalist level within our state of Texas controlling the millions and millions of working class Texans, the native Texans and exploiting every single day of their lives to grow infinitely richer and then ship that money outward towards their masters in D.C., to their masters overseas. And what's left over is stolen and taken and robbed from us by the drug cartels that move at night and operate within the shadows using force and violence against the good-hearted, law-abiding, but second-class, third-class, victimized, colonized, apartheid system discriminated against and nearly destroyed tribesmen and women of Texas, the native, multi-generational, indigenous Texan. But in the 21st century, I will see the rise and ultimate victory of the independent Texan for an independent Texas. Just like Nelson Mandela lived to see the independence of South Africa from the apartheid system. And Nelson Mandela may have served years of his life in a jail cell because of the 
evil of the apartheid South African government. But he had the last laugh. And what's done in darkness will always come to the light. And a man's life is not better lived unless it's sacrificed for the freedoms of his people. Thank you very much for listening to me. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast of Texas, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast. And it's a privilege and an honor to be able to do so. It's a great fortune to be a born here and to be on the soil which with, with which I was born, on, with, on which I was born, the first soil my feet touched hopefully will be the last soil my feet ever feel. Thank you all very much. God bless you out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend.